Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Casanari-King. And today I have with me Mary Claire Heffernan from Candia, New Hampshire. So Mary Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you. So it's such an honor to have you. I, I do have oh. a couple stories about meeting you that I'm going to slip in <laughs> here and there because it was memorable. But um, <laughs> let's get started with how you um, became living in New Hampshire or were you born here? Oh, no, I, I was born in Philadelphia, grew up in New Jersey and went to college in Rhode Island and then moved to Massachusetts, took a teaching job in New Hampshire years ago, and have been here ever since. So nice. I've been, you know, I consider myself almost a native, but natives wouldn't give yeah. me credit I for that. I know. Yeah. Well, not here in New Hampshire. No. Maybe another New England yeah. state. But maybe. Not New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yes. Okay, great. That's awesome. So tell us um, a little bit of your artistic journeys. How did they start? Um, well... It's actually a fairly uh, recent journey. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a family. So of, wait, nothing in your youth? No. Well, I so I liked to sketch when I was young. Okay. And I would sketch pictures of beautiful women. Mm. I thought they were beautiful. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, but I but it was just you know silly stuff. Yeah. I didn't do anything seriously. In high school, I took one art class, mm. and I remember the art teacher being very encouraging to me mm. and and saying very nice things about my limited art. Um, Obviously, output. they saw something. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I do remember that, though, and mm. I really liked her. Um, and So I went to college, and I was an educa- a psychology major and a edu- special education minor mm-hmm. and lived in the, a dorm where the art um, room was downstairs ah. the, where they, you know, the art department. And I had a friend who was an art major, and I would just go down and watch her, and I used to think, God, I wish I was here doing and this. And what but was she doing exactly? She, uh, she was doing oil painting. Oil painting. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, so and I just took my traditional classes um, and graduated and started teaching. And mm. um, however, my family—I grew up in a family of artists and musicians. So I grew oh. up with um, right, surrounded by the creative arts. So yeah. my, my brother was a ballet dancer. Wow. Everyone but me played a musical instrument. And why? Why didn't, didn't you I tried to play it? the piano and I just was terrible. And <laughs> you just <laughs> were terrible. I, I just, I, I just, it wasn't a natural didn't feel um, right. talent for me. No. And, and I real, but I love music and we would, we would stand around the piano and sing. I thought mm-hmm. everybody did that, but I don't think everybody does that. Yeah. Um, however, so my father was an artist, and he he was also an engineer, and he painted at night um, beautiful paintings. And then my sisters um, started painting also beautiful paintings, and I was the art critic. <laughs> and I was actually a pretty good critic. I mean, like, I think you need to tone that I down. I love it. Yeah. And I so I thought that was my role was yeah. to be <laughs> the critic. But yeah. I but so we talked about art all the time and. Oh, um, so you were building quite a base before you 
I think so. And I, nice. but I didn't think of myself as an artist. Um, I, right. I started writing and publishing short stories and nonfiction while I was teaching when oh, my kids wonderful. were little. And um, so I thought, okay, I'll be the writer. They can be the artist. Uh-huh. And um, I, I, for quite a while, I published things in Red Book and Ladies Home Journal and the Boston Globe. And wow. Yeah. And, um, but it wasn't, I wasn't making enough money as a freelance writer. Yeah. And um, I have a cold. Hold on one minute. I'm just going to take a sip of tea. Yeah. It's that season for sure. That and pollen <coughs> going on. So, yeah, so you had a lot going on in your family. And so when you critiqued <coughs> your siblings and your father, yes, did you critique your dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he wasn't as receptive as my <laughs> sisters were. Oh, gosh. <coughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, I, so I, start, I stopped writing because I was working full time and yeah. had four kids and yeah. busy with soccer and everything. And, but I kept, I had this feeling that I was missing something. Really? And really? I had a series of um, surgeries that took me, um, took me sort of out of the, out of the busyness of the, of my life mm. and forced me to um, stop and mm. sit with my walker. Um, and so in doing that, it, it kind of a space opened up. So my mother ran a cemetery, and so we talked about death a lot because oh, she yeah. was, you know, she said, "You wouldn't believe who died today." Yeah. Um, and we 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 had a lot of dark humor in our family because <laughs> our house was always filled with flowers from the oh. <laughs> from the leftovers that the grave diggers would bring to my mother. Wow. Anyhow, so wow. but there was a sense of look at this is this life is not forever. This yeah. life, yeah. this life is it, we're here sh- for a short while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that struck me when I was having those surgeries. Um, meanwhile, my dad had passed away and my sisters divided up all his brushes, mediums and oils and gave me some. And when I, following one of my surgeries, one of my sisters came up with, um, to stay with me and brought canvases and we sat on the porch. It was actually this time of year because my peonies were in bloom. And my oh. very first painting was a painting of a peony oh, for my garden, lovely. which I'm now doing again. Yeah, still painting them. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that that was kind of my um, my awakening. I mm. think I, I I started painting and I took classes at New Hampshire Institute of Art. Okay. Watercolor and oil. I just took a handful of courses, and was working full time. And then I was at work at a conference and up at Church Landing in um, Meredith mm-hmm. and was walked into the lobby of the hotel. It's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have. I go frequently to the little uh, cafe restaurant mm-hmm. down there. It's great. Yeah. And in the lobby was a large painting of a uh, dinghy, beautiful boat, and on an easel. Mm-hmm. And I, st- I kept going back, I'd leave my meetings and go out and just stand and look at it. <laughs> and I went to the lady in the, um, in the, at the reception desk and I said, who was the artist who painted that? And she said, I don't know, isn't his name on it? <laughs> so I said, well, yeah, it says Benita. Um, but do you know this painting? Have you seen it there? I it, It's not there now, but it had no. been. 
so I so I memorized the name Benita. She didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And and it was to me it captivated me. Yeah. Absolutely captivated. It does. He, he does. Oh yeah. my God. But I didn't know who he was. I right. had never heard of him. Um, about a year later, and I was so I was just like dabbling, doing a little art. Yeah. A year later. I went to, um, I think I'd had another surgery, as a matter of fact, and I went, was recovering, went to a show at the Great Bay um, Discovery mm-hmm. Center in Stratum and was walking around looking at all the paintings. And as I was leaving, I saw a painting that also captivated me. Mm-hmm. And I went over and looked at it, and on the bottom it said, Bolt Me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was $800. And I said to my husband, I would really like to buy that painting. And he said, are you nuts? <laughs> I said, no, I love that painting. I just love it. <laughs> he, of course, that was out of the question as far as yeah. he was concerned. Now I might buy it. Husbands do that to oh, us. God. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got in the car and Googled. It must have said Chris Volpe. So I got in the car and Googled Chris Volpe. Mm-hmm. And up came this information about the Agunquit um, school. school, summer school wow. of art. And Todd Benita. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I think this means something. Yeah. So I started taking, um, I, I would do drop-in classes because, again, I was still working yeah. um, with them. I think it was their second year. Mm-hmm. Like they started in 13, 2013. I think it was 2014. It, it, yes, because that's where I met you. It was okay. the second year I had taken my first class. I didn't know what I was doing. I know. Carrying this these heavy old wooden boxes. <laughs> I know. I thought I would die. Mosquitoes, heat, mm-hmm. sweat running down, um, painting terrible things. In no, no. Okay, so here's where I have to interject. Okay. <laughs> I have to stop <laughs> you with the terrible things right there. So I, too, had the same thing with the Todd Benita, followed by the Chris Volpe, and uh, started a class with Todd. And he said, why don't you do a summer class with Chris? And then I, so I did Todd's and Chris's. So that's where I met you was in Todd's class. And I'll never forget, because some people just make such an impression on you. And we had gone to paint at the Lobster Shack in Agunquit behind right. um, name of the restaurant's escaping me right now, but I think you remember for sure. I do. I and do. we were back there painting. And first of all, I saw you're very tiny and petite, and here you are lugging this big equipment out to the middle of a field behind in the marsh. And you were just undaunted. You were going to paint whatever it was you had seen. You were going to paint it, and you were in the sun. And here I am hiding under a tree, and I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. So I had to pack up early and leave for work. And as I walked by behind you, Todd was at your easel and was giving you some critique, and I went up. and I, I was floored with what you had painted. It was impressionist, a very impressionistic painting of the boat in the Arnold Marsh. And at the time, I would have never been able to even articulated that that was impressionistic, but it just blew me away. And so many of your paintings have, I have had that same just breathless, like, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. So that's how I met you. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's so nice. Um, I think, did we also paint at Neville together Uh in that summer? I think we did. Um, It was that whole, that whole experience. I credit Todd and Chris with really starting my, my good journey. Yeah. Um, and, and they're both so different. Right. They, their styles are so different. Right. But um, very complimentary. <clears throat> very complimentary. Mm-hmm. And um, Todd says, you're, you're taking the best of Chris and using it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm not sure. But okay. That's, I'll that's do great. it. And, and I, I'm not, a, Todd is such a real, his mm-hmm. painting is, is so realistic and, yeah. and, and, 
and gorgeous, but right. and accurate. And I'm not an accurate painter, but um, but I've learned so much from yeah. Todd about oh. everything, I color know. and light, and oh my God, he's yeah. he's amazing, and so is Chris. Yeah. He's wonderful, yeah. and the community of artists that have formed as a result of their yeah. collective. It endeavor. is true. Yeah, it's this so whole true. area is so strong. Right. It's just this is why I'm enjoying so much because almost everybody I've interviewed so far knows them and or has mm -hmm. has done some classes with them. So yeah, it's a big, a big net. Right. So. And Karen Blackwood, I've studied with her as mm -hmm. well. But I I need one of the, when in Todd's um, podcast that you did with him, he said, when you commit to being an artist, you commit to being a lifelong student. Yeah. And that is completely true. Right. There, I feel like the more I learn, the more I need to learn. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's never ending. It's never ending. Every, every time I paint, yeah, I learn something. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it can be so humbling. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Very humbling. So what do you look for in taking a class or workshop? And have you branched out uh, past, well, you said Karen Blackwood as well, which I'm having a lesson with <laughs> doing one of her classes coming up. I'm very excited about that. Um, anyone else that you've studied with and, um, and what are the best characteristics of their teaching? There was a, a woman and I'm not going to, a woman at the New Hampshire Institute of Art, two actually, a watercolor um, instructor and an oil painter, Trish, anyhow, it's, it's been a while, yeah. um, but they, they both were wonderful teachers mm -hmm. um, and again, very different. Um, that, but so, you know, I've had, I've had experience. I've also had some pretty um, unfortunate <laughs> experiences yeah. with, with some teachers. Yeah, so that, tell about both sides because I, I think it's important to know and, and for um, teachers to know as well what, what we all are looking for. <laughs> I, had a, I had a class with, with one teacher. It was an oil painting class and he essentially didn't teach. He essentially just sat and painted his own painting. Oh. And so that just felt sort of... Right. Useless. Yeah. Um, I mean, he would talk occasionally, but it wasn't terribly instructive. Um, and so it was you know, so kind of a time a when, you know, like the, the, the folks in the class would help each other. But, so, <laughs> so, and but then he I, got the money. He got the money. <laughs> had another class with somebody who, who spent three weeks having us um, paint um, seahorses. And I said, but I don't want to paint a seahorse. <laughs> and he said, well, that's what we're doing. And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would we do anyhow? So that, you know, now with Todd and Chris and Karen um, and you know, and a few others that I've worked with, they're wonderful. They, they meet you where you are. Yeah. They, they, their critiques are about your work, not about their work. You know, I mean, right. they're really thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. And um, also recently I had some classes with Dennis Poirier and, just amazing. Like he literally critiques, just even last night we did an outside class and he came up oh. and <coughs> I just felt like so good when he left. And then I thought about what he really just said. <laughs> and he really was telling me this was needs to change, <coughs> but he was so gentle and he's so delicate with it. And, um, and just to send me in the right direction. So I just love that when a teacher can figure out what it is you need quickly and and kind of lower the boom, but in a very gentle way. Or with humor. And, yeah. and Todd uses humor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the things he says that, that I always pray he doesn't say to me is, don't keep polishing that turd. 
Oh, wait, I have another one. Have okay, you heard Tanya, that one? We're going to let Lauren the room. <laughs> one of his great ones is he comes up and says, well, you sure can draw. <laughs> so, like, you, you got it right there, but maybe your values are all askew. Yeah, everything, everything else is off. Yeah, yeah, but he's great. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. He's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I think I think we take from our our teachers um, mm -hmm. what we need at the time. Yeah, um, my, I've worked with my sisters a lot, oh. and um, nice. yeah, and we teach each other. You know, my sisters are in very they're very different. My one sister is a fine art artist, does mostly watercolor, beautiful, mm. and the other is a children's book illustrator primarily. Wow! But she does oils and watercolors as well. So, oh. but so we all share. And, you know, it's just, it's endless. It's yeah, endless. it's really artsy family. I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about your studio space. So um, also Mary Claire has a TED Talk, which is short, concise, and just lovely. So if you get a chance, find her on YouTube. It's TEDx. TEDx, okay. Yeah. And, uh, but you do share a tiny bit about your, your studio space and where it's in <laughs> and how your husband helps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so my studio is actually it started out as my office because I've moved on to, um, to education consulting and I have a home office um, for, for that work. Mm -hmm. And um, again, when my dad passed away, I, I took one of his drafting tables and stuck it in the corner of my office. And that has now grown. There are paintings all over the wall. Doesn't that happen? Oh my fast? goodness! And yeah, and I've thrown out almost all of the consulting um, materials and work that I had accumulated over the years. Um, so, what was an office is now a studio. Uh -huh. And I paint. When I paint, I paint um, quickly. I don't. Mm -hmm. I just do. I don't know why my my two sisters paint really slow and mm -hmm. really carefully. And I think I annoy them, but I just, whatever. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just, it's just I feel like I've been, when it's coming, urgency, it's coming. Right? Yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. I, I so, feel that too often. So I paint in my, um, my table is near um, doors, glass doors that go out to a deck. Uh -huh. And so I have a really pretty view of the backyard and mm -hmm. the woods behind. Um, but I paint and I paint really fast and the paint spatters on the, <laughs> on the doors and my, my husband is a very neat organized careful person and it drives him berserk as one can imagine there's kind of paint everywhere actually um so he comes in every once in a while with a with a straight edge oh razor my. and scrapes the paint off for me so you can continue painting because if you can't see out the window that's right that's right and so it's very, I really appreciate that. It's very nice of you to do. How do you pick your subjects? You, you do, and do you paint regularly, maybe every day, a little? So on, I think on my website, or certainly on one of my cards, I said painting what I love. And I, and, and that's the best way I can say, yeah. I can describe it. I, I love looking at clouds, at the sea, at mm -hmm. trees. I mean, it's just, it's what moves me. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's seasonal in the in the fall. I paint pears and apples and yeah. um, autumn foliage scenes. And now I'm painting in the summer, painting seascapes and flowers. And, yeah. But it's what I love. It's it's and it's so I don't have a thing like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a landscape artist. Mm -hmm. Only I'm a whatever moves me artist. <laughs> Well, and it's, it changes all the time, so it's not boring. I mean, I never, yeah. I don't feel like I'm doing the same. Yeah, and do you paint from life? I mean, a lot of times I think you bring in a flower from the yard. I do all the time. Oh, um, beautiful. Yeah, I paint as much as I can from um, 
outside or painting, yeah. bringing flowers in or yeah. peeling an orange and painting. Them. And when you paint, are you painting um, with an audience in mind at all? Are you ever thinking this is <clears throat> something I want to portray to my viewers? Um, yes, um, and I've done I've done some commissioned work, and when I do that, I, I'm painting the entire time with the sure the buyer in mind, and, and, and up to this point, it's been all people I know and care about. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of an interesting experience, kind of with me yeah. when I'm painting. Um, but other than that, I paint. Um, I I don't know if I have particular audience in mind, but I I try very hard to capture what I think is the essence of what I'm looking at okay. um, to yeah. communicate that. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily realistic. I mean, some of it is pretty yeah. impressionistic. Very much. And that's, I think that's why I'm so drawn to your work. And I can see that much of it is done so quickly but precisely. And you just capture things in such an, an incredible way. I do love looking at everything you oh, put up on you. Facebook so and Instagram. Nice. I'm a stalker. No. <laughs> um, so how did you go or make the transition from this is a hobby to now I think I'd like to sell? Was it an idea you had in your own head or did people start saying, Mary Claire, sell me this? <laughs> um, yeah, people, um, people started asking to buy things yeah. because I was posting on Facebook. Uh -huh. Um, when I first started posting on Facebook, I was embarrassed that I was doing that, but I kept really? doing it anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking they're they're going to think I'm you know like bragging or showing off. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I understand care. that sometimes, but I I mean I I don't feel that way when I do it myself. I feel like it just as you say you're sharing. Well, and that is how and I feel feedback now. Feedback is always really nice. The feedback is nice, um, but. Uh, so I have been thinking a lot about art, and I'm still working as an education consultant, but really transitioning. Mm. Um, okay, so this is something you can see in a couple of years. Well, yeah, maybe even next year, yeah, maybe nice. my last year. Wow. Um, the uh, I think that the um, that's okay. It'll come back to you. It happens all the time. That's why I have questions. <laughs> So let's just talk for a second about what defines success personally for you as an artist. Um, what defines success for me is when I've painted something that makes someone else happy. Mm. Um, and that is such a surprise. Yeah, I didn't expect that when I started I painting because I was painting to make myself happy, mm -hmm. which is still you know true and still part of it. Um, but when someone else is happy about something I painted, I feel... That is that is like the gift yeah. um, of being able to, to to paint. I've been thinking a lot about painting. Like, what is painting? What? Why are we doing why this? Do we why do would it? we do this? Exactly. Why do we spend time trying to create an image of something that exists, and we could just look at that thing? Uh -huh. We could just look at that orange and say, yeah. "Look at that nice orange." <laughs> yeah. But we take an orange and we peel it, and we study it and we paint the inside of the, mm. the skin and we look at the, the sections of the orange and the changes in color in the orange part where it nothing is nothing is constant even in, in orange I mean the light the color the tones the shades there it's a very complicated right and um, did you see that way before you picked up art seriously did you do you feel like you saw the world in that way um, I think, so I grew up in a family that was passionate about food and about flowers and about mm. music. And my mother couldn't just walk down the street and say, oh, it's a nice day. She'd say, oh, my God, I look at that cloud. I love it. You know, and yeah. so I think I grew up 
being acutely aware, aware mm -hmm. of my surroundings. And that's part of why I think that I'm painting fast now because I think I've been studying things my whole life. Yeah. However, I have to wow. say that that's painting- a great observation. You've been storing it. Yeah, I think don't you think we all coming do? out like, yeah. shoot. <laughs> exactly, I mean, I've been looking at apples and peonies and oceans um, my whole life. Um, and so it's there, yeah. but it's a matter of, you know, of communicating that. However, I will say that I am more acutely aware okay. of the subtleties of the shadows mm -hmm. of the, yeah. you know, the values in, in an object. It really does make you study, yeah. you know, where's the brightest light, right. where's the darkest dark, right. you know? Yeah. So it does, it heightens your sense. Interesting. So when you work in your studio and you do, you do plein air. I do as yeah. well. But when you're in your studio, are you working from your mind, from life, from photos? So all of that. Mm -hmm. I I, I have thousands of photos that I take. Mm -hmm. And oh, wait, you do you do some photography as well? Um, no, no. Okay, not really. I just, mean, I just, just like for me, just for you, me for okay. reference. Shots. I see. Um, my sister does photography, but um, so. I, you know, I have pictures and, and one of the things that, that, that I believe is that when I take a picture of something that attracts me, that I store that emotionally, mm -hmm. I mean, as I've got an image, yeah. I can, a digital image I can refer to, but it has, there's an emotional um, memory that yeah. goes with that. And yeah. that is, part, so I think I paint a lot of emotional, emotional. memories, right. you know, and looking at a vision. Right, thinking about the weather, the the energy, the yeah. air changing, you know that, yeah. or who I was with, or you know, a oh, moment. I love it. So, and it all goes. Yeah, you're right. It all goes into that. So, what is the wild factor? How do you know when you're done? And it's just ah. And that, and that I think is kind of rare to tell you the truth. Um, I I will often go back, sometimes months later, mm. and make a, an adjustment after looking at a painting and thinking that. That shadow is just not right. It's driving uh -huh. me crazy. Uh -huh. However, I have a handful of paintings that that I I finished and thought, okay, that is done, yeah. and I love it. I have a painting of a fish that I absolutely love. It's in my bathroom over the toilet, which is a good nice. place for a fish. Yeah, and um, <laughs> better than I love ball. it. I just love that fish, and, <laughs> and it's done. Nice. You know, but there are things. Sometimes things still need adjustment. Mm. Yeah. So uh, as you grow in your career as an artist, what do you think are going to be some of the challenges, the harder challenges, finding time, making a switch to where now this is your profession and making your family understand that it is indeed a profession, social media, mm -hmm. what do you think will be um, the hardest thing? Yeah. Asking? Um, my family has been incredibly supportive. Um, yeah. They... I think they might be a little afraid of me too, but they, they, <laughs> no, I mean, in the sense that they're like, oh, we'll be supportive, you know, whatever. Yeah. You just tell us whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so they're there. I mean, they, they, and they're, they're grateful. They all have paintings in their homes and mm -hmm. um, sometimes they just take them, which is, which is fine. Um, so my family's good. Uh, my husband is wonderful. Even, you know, scraping the paint off the, I know. the door oh, is, is good. Um, for me, and I paint all the time. I paint every chance I get, almost every day. I mean, if I don't paint, I'm 
suffering because I'm not painting. Wow. I have this sense of urgency. Yeah. And not that I, even though my mother ran a cemetery, we talked about death all the time, I don't expect to die soon. Right. However, I, I also know yeah. how fast it goes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm catching up. I have, mm. I have all this, all these things I want to paint. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the wonderful. hardest thing I think will be for me to um, stay organized because I'm, I'm not necessarily a very organized person. And yeah. um, to keep things, you know, <clears throat> so I know where they are and <laughs> track them. And did, I, did I sell that or did I, where, where is that painting? So um, down the road, five years, it looks like you discovered you want to go full-time with this. Are you going to keep your studio in your home? I like having my yeah, studio in my home because I paint so often. Okay. And it's right there. And my kids are gone. It's yeah. my husband, myself, a dog, yeah. and a cat. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's very comfortable. I like it. Nice. Um, so, yes, I think I would stay there. I, although I, I said to my husband, I really would like to be able to bring people in to show paint, you know, like come, come to my studio and see my work. And he's like, what? <laughs> no, we're not. This isn't going to be a shop. So I have to work on that. But I, I would like that because you know, it's, looking at a picture of something is not the same as seeing the painting. Absolutely. Um, in person. Um, five years from now, I I would hope that I um, am a part of a an artist community. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe more so than I am now because I, I don't I way? don't have a lot of time to spend you know, with groups of artists. You mean like critique groups? What, what do you no, mean no, I mean like painting groups. To oh, paint painting groups, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, or sharing ideas. <clears throat> Not, yeah. Maybe critique. Uh, the other thing I've thought about is teaching. I would love to teach. Mm. However, I'm very, um, I feel like I don't know enough to mm -hmm. teach mm -hmm. um, unless I taught really young kids. Yeah. Right? They would, so, so I don't know. We'll see. But yes. I love, you know, I've been in education my whole life, so teaching feels like a natural, a natural yeah. connection. Right? And they say that you learn so much by teaching. By right. teaching, right. absolutely. So, um, as we close, is there any great gem of wisdom you could give to painters on their road? Um, oh, one of the things that I said when I was doing the TED talk is that I, I, one of my my thoughts that I can't shake is what if I hadn't realized I was an artist? Yeah. Like what if I died and didn't, didn't know that I, right, didn't slow down right. and, and give a little space to allow some. Yeah. some I, I love how you word that giving some space because I think right. that we are so full right. that often we are not fulfilled right. because we have to find space for something that's waiting. Right. That's, yeah, I, I really like And that. in fact, I said that to Karen Blackwood, that, oh my God, I mean, what if I hadn't realized I could paint and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she said, um, it was interesting, her reaction was, oh no, if you are meant to be an artist, you it would have found you. You would you would have always been yeah. an artist. It wouldn't, but I, you know, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. However, so I guess my parting thoughts are, do what you love. Mm -hmm. You know, do what you're, what you're drawn to. Mm -hmm dance or music or um, writing, keep a journal, you know, I mean, the, the things that we do that are a way for us to express yeah. our experiences and share our ideas, no matter what form it takes, mm -hmm. is such a gratifying, yeah. it's such a gratifying experience. Right. So both in your TED Talk and on your website, you have some very beautiful words um, that I would love, if you would be okay, to share with the listeners. Sure. Um, just, I, I love your whole 
you, um, life and slowing down and making space. So could you read that for us? Sure. So this is titled, When You Least Expect Anything. Um, and I'll, I'll read it. Something wonderful happens when you least expect anything. When we're not looking for anything, there is this wonderful thing and working so hard for what we think we need and want. And if instead we stand at the kitchen counter and take our time to chop the garlic up very, very fine, crush the fresh tomatoes into the tomato sauce with a wooden spoon, stand over the stove top, stirring the pot and smelling the complex aromas, bake the bread and add the rosemary, even if the recipe doesn't call for it and stare out the kitchen window at the backyard trees until we have seen them all. I wonder if we may feel a little lighter, a little calmer, a little more ourselves. Stopping the worrying, the thinking, the planning for the future gives space in our life to what wants to happen. It gives room for whatever dreams need to get organized and show up to help us on our way. We work so hard at living, it can be truly exhausting. I think it is only when we give it up and stop for a minute to rest and forgive ourselves for what didn't get done today, to look out the window at the clouds and the birds that this generous life energy we have been, that we have been blocking is freed and something wonderful begins to happen just like that. Thank you. I You're just welcome. love those words. Thank you. It's so Thank beautiful. you. Beautifully said. Thank you. It's, it's hard to keep remembering. Yeah. You know, we get so caught up. You know, it's funny because you help me remember um, by the things you post. When you post on Facebook, mm -hmm. I love, and, and even your family pictures, just it's, um, every time I see something you've put up, it always just makes me think, oh, just stop and enjoy something. Maybe because I've read this and heard this before <laughs> and it pops to my mind when I think of you. But, <laughs> but yeah. you know, again, when your mother runs a cemetery, yeah. you realize that we're here for a brief time mm -hmm. and and we can be as busy our house can be as clean as yeah. you know we think it should be but it's we're gonna miss it we're right. gonna miss our life i love it yeah so well said thank, thank you so you. much for thank being you. I on so the enjoyed show this, Laura. it's just been wonderful to have you so we'll have some of mary claire's information her website and some pictures on uh, artistsofnewengland.com thank you thank you Laura. bye bye, bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.